Next on BYUSN, BYU football opens the season in just a few days, but what would qualify as a successful Saturday for the Cougars? And which personnel matchup will have the greatest impact on the game against Sam Houston? Plus, my conversation with one of the top offensive tackles in college football, Kingsley Suamataia. And BYU's two UCLA transfers talk about tonight's huge soccer match against the top-ranked Bruins. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is the final day of August, August 31st. I am Jerem Jordan. Well, one of the best players on the team, in fact, in my opinion, the best player on BYU's football team, is left tackle Kingsley Suamata-Ia. Earlier this week, Mel Kuyper of ESPN listed him as the fifth best tackle in the country. He's getting first-round buzz. And he just got engaged, which is probably the most important thing that's going on in his life right now. But BYU and Sam Houston coming up. Kingsley is going to play a huge role on this team this year. I caught up with the big man after practice last night. All right, Kingsley, we're almost there, man. How are you feeling uh, just a couple of days away from uh, the first game? I feel great. Um, the boys, you know, putting out work, offense and defense, uh, putting in the last few installs, uh, tweaking the last few things for both sides of the ball. But our team's looking good and um, just ready for this first game. Do you like the idea of sort of – preseason expectations for this team being a little low to where you can su surprise people? Do you feel disrespected by, by that? How do you take it? Uh, I speak for all of us boys um, on the team. We don't feel disrespected. It's, it is what it is. We'll just we'll come out and show the, show the world what we can do as a team, and we're going to put BYU on the map. So um, it's, it's not like a disrespect thing, but we'll just, we know what we can do as a team, so we'll just come out and ball out. Because when Aaron Roderick says, this is a good team, he doesn't mince words. Like, if the team was just okay, he wouldn't say anything. But he says it's a good team. What do you see that makes this team good? The brotherhood, the leadership, and the love that we have for each one, uh, each and every one of us. Um, just taking care of each other on and off the field, uh, making sure everybody's right. Uh, from the last guy to the guy on the top, uh, just loving each other and um, just the bond that we have. What's the transition been like from right tackle to left tackle for you this season, being the main guy there? Um, it's just been uh, it's, it's been easy. Um, I played left tackle my whole life, so just switching over to my natural spot, um, it just feels good to be back. But um, just great with the play wherever. You did an interview this uh, summer where you talked about how much you love the ferocity, the physicality of the game. What is it um, that makes you love that so much? Because at left tackle, you, you're in it every play. Um, it's honestly just a mentality thing, you know, uh, just coming out next play, um, just just the guy in front of you, that's your job. At the end of the day, it's your job to be one guy that's one less guy that everybody else has to worry about. So just do your assignment. So it's, it's, it's all mind game. The Fridge, uh, William Perry for uh, the Bears said, when I was little, I was big. When you were little, were you big? Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of big. <laughs> Were you always the biggest kid, or did you have a growth spurt at some point? Uh, I, hit, I actually hit a growth spurt. I was always the biggest one, but I hit a bigger growth spurt during, like, junior high. <laughs> when you're left tackle, you get a second growth spurt? Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, th this team this year, Sam Houston, um, you know, 10 P5s after the first couple games. Kalani said, we're playing 12 power fives. How have you guys approached this first game against a team that is very hungry to prove themselves at FBS level? Uh, we just got to approach it like every other game. Um, that's our first opponent, so that's what everyone is focused on. Um, that's our first game, so we just got to not look past anybody. They're right in front of us this Friday, so it's just going to be us versus them. So it, it's, it's game time. What does a great day on offense look like Saturday to you? 
running the ball. Just run game, just smash mouth football. That's that's what our O-line does. That's what our running backs are made to do. So just running the ball. Last year's O-line was really good. Like PFF, which is one way to quantify offensive line play. Number one, pass blocking. Number 12, run block. That's pretty good. Yet it feels like this group uh, is maybe even a little deeper than last group uh, last year. How would you characterize this year's offensive line? Um, a lot of new faces. Um, we got from Paul to from Waylon um, to Caleb. There's a lot of new faces, but everyone brings out everyone's athletic. That's, uh, this is like our old last our last O line. Uh, everybody was athletic, but I think this year we're more athletic, um, more versatile. We can move, um, but it, it's good. Everybody can do their assignment well. Do you get nervous before games? Never. Never. No, just I'm usually a chill guy during game day. Yeah. Chill until that last second on the clock. Then I just switch it on. What's that? How do you how do you switch it on at that point? Right before I switch it on, I just look up in the stands, look up at my mom. Then now I'm ready to go. Looking at them gets you in that football mood. Most definitely. Just just looking up there, seeing my family. That's that's why I play football. You know, gotta. It's, it's just love for the game. It's, I, I love the game more than a lot of people, but I just love playing football, and it's just the next play, just looking back to seeing the what I'm repping on my front, the Y in the back, my family. So two things I, that I love the most and I can rep. So, And now you rep uh, the Big 12, which is exciting. Is there any, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but it's kind of added uh, context to being in a league now and sort of repping not only yourselves and your, you know the school, the family, but the league in some way? Um, but you got to come out, you know. Big 12, that's just another logo on us um, just to represent, but it doesn't change anything between me, um, our offense, our defense, our whole team, coaching staff. It doesn't change anything the way our approaching is, but uh, everybody want to look under us, but you'll, they'll see it this season. Heck, the United States flag's on there too. So I think there's like four, uh, which is awesome. Mel Kuyper came out and has you have the, as the fifth best tackle in college football. What do you make of that? Um, I'm just grateful. Just got to keep grinding. See who's ahead of me, and just put my head down and keep going. Just, I don't really, I'm not really into the, all the stats stuff. Yeah, I hear it from people here and out, but I'm not not one of those guys who just keep up on stats and stuff. But I just keep working. Come here. It's kind of hot outside, but it doesn't matter. Sam Houston don't care, so we don't care. So we just come out every day and just put our head down. Kingsley, perhaps the most important thing—not perhaps it is—that uh, has happened recently to you doesn't have anything to do with football. It has to do with Getting engaged to Nani Falatea. We know her from the basketball team. Uh, congratulations on that. And what was that like, man? Um, shoot, I ain't trying to cheer up on camera, but it's probably the the best thing that happened in my life. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, just enga engaging, and that's probably the biggest step I took in my life so far, um, just finding a woman that uh, just values what I value. Um, but it was a great weekend, and um, nothing but love to my Falatea family. So it's good. Were you more nervous doing that or playing in a game? Um, that. <laughs> that that was most definitely the most stressful I've ever been in my life. But now that it's over with, it's nothing but love and um, just focusing on football now. So it's good. What kind of context is is there for you knowing, okay, if I play really well, there's a there's a chance to be a high draft pick, perhaps next year, the year after that, whenever you'd want to come out? Uh, most definitely. Um, but. I'm just not focused on anything. Like I said, I'm just focused on Sam Houston, focused on my team now, focused on our team bonding, and just bringing us more together. And then I know that individual goals will come as our team goals come. So um, it'll be good. The Royal Blue uh, Collective, uh, 
announced that, hey, every player is going to get paid. What role does that play in 2023 for a college football player like yourself to, to be paid a certain amount at a certain school? Um, it's definitely a humbling, and it's, it's grateful. All of us are grateful, um, all the way from our walk-ons, all the way to the scholars. Everyone's paid, so it's just a blessing seeing a little extra uh, money in everybody's pocket. Everyone's seeing more smiling, so I'm just grateful to see me and all my boys just have a little bit extra money in our pockets. If you're a starter, do you take the walk-ons out for dinner or something, you know, since it's uh, leveled? <laughs> I mean, we can, but <laughs> we all go out to eat and we all meet up in places. So. Share it together. Yeah, <laughs> share. Awesome. Well, Kingsley, I appreciate the time. Best of luck Saturday against Sam Houston. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is a big dude as we welcome Spencer in. What's up, man? Um, the, the fact that Kingsley is so highly rated and the fact that he just went through the most nervous thing he'll do all year, uh, which is uh, perhaps his life, uh, get engaged. He has checked that box. This man can play free knowing uh, he is uh, committed to his uh, now fiance, Nani Falate. And he's going to be a huge piece of this BYU run game. Like, the, the, the word on the street is that Kingsley is the best of the last three left tackles, which is saying a lot. Brady yes. Christensen's in the NFL. Blake Freeland's in the NFL. Kingsley Siomatia might be the best of them. And he's a five-star that BYU got, Spence, which is very rare. Very rare. Third and a fourth-round pick with the previous two left tackles you just mentioned. Let's go at least second round with Kingsley, if not first. This feels like he's going to be a day one guy. Uh, I, Very well could be. Most projections have him anywhere from 9 to 29. I would remind people that Blake was in a similar situation walking into last year, Freeland. <sighs> Lib to the fourth. Kingsley, to me, um, is even better, and those guys were awesome. So let's see where he lands, man. But uh, super excited for him, obviously, what's going on off the field. And uh, he's, he's really good. He's really good. He's been really durable. Yeah. He is, um, like, on the field, like you talked about, he's a mean dude. Yeah. And I love it. To your point, if he's More already, Dustin Reichert's. If he's already gone through the toughest, most stressful, most dramatic thing yeah. that he's going to do this year, then uh, he can just lock it in. He play, can lock it in. Play free, man. Yeah, All and, and uh, it's got an opportunity, you know, this season to really showcase himself in the Big 12, too. So, we, we in life – we, we get to these, these moments where, you know, we, we focus on football. We're like, e football is everything. And then you do something like that where you ask someone to marry you and you get engaged and you're like, well, there are things bigger than football. <laughs> yes, yes, there are. And yesterday I saw it in person with the, uh, you know, True Blue Hero at practice. Oh, amazing. They give, them, they give them shirts, right, for every day of the week. They say, and for the second most important day, here's your jersey for game day. Yes, Yes. And then they say, for the most important day, here's your tie. I love that. The church, which is like, puts it in perspective. Right? I love that. Okay, get ready for BYU and Sam Houston on BYU Radio coming up Saturday, 8 Eastern. Cougar pregame live. Jason Shepard and the gang will get you ready for the season opener. More than two hours of coverage on BYU Radio. We were just talking about some moments that really put life in perspective. And frankly, in this case, a sobering one. Before we go to break... We want to collectively offer our sincere condolences as a BYU TV and, frankly, BYU Sports Nation family to the Papinga family. Former BYU linebacker Brady Papinga's son, Julius, so sadly passed away on Tuesday night at the age of 17. So to Brady, to his wife Brooke, and the entire Papinga family, we are absolutely thinking of you during just a tragic time, and we send our love and our prayers your way. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Two days away, baby. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton, 
Last night, you tweeted the following. Let's <laughs> chat. It never ceases to amaze when I hear how easy many people think my job is. Guess what? It's not. In fact, it's extremely challenging, and that's probably an understatement. I'd be happy to run you through a simple test if any of you really want to know how easy it is. Mm, yeah. What, what, are you, uh, what are you going through here, man? You okay? I love you, bro. This, this has been uh, kind of a, a pet peeve of mine yeah. for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And you don't get easily rattled. No, it seems like you're rattled in this one. Like you needed to express yourself. This here. this is something that happens more often than you would think, where you encounter somebody in person, could be in public, who just say, "Oh man, you got the cushiest job. You just show up and talk BYU sports. All your people do everything for you." And it's how'd, like, how'd you know? Re really, that's that's the perception you have of this job. It couldn't be further from the truth. But most of the time, I'm just like, ah, whatever. I let it go. But be nice. you. Eventually, that bank gets a little bit full, that frustration bank. And what's funny is, like, I posted it at essentially 1040 last night, mostly just venting some frustration and thinking that other people would be like, yeah, same for me in my job, too, or whatever. But then yes. it, like, became like, <laughs> and I appreciate you, BYU Sports Station, and all Cougar It was quite fans. the reaction. It became like this rallying cry. And I didn't intend for that to happen, but I, I am grateful for all of you who chimed in and, and had my back and and sought to understand, you know, what goes into this job because you go through many of the same things. All of our colleagues, Dave McCann, yeah. Greg Rubel, Blaine Fowler. And the people that you don't see behind the scenes that put in a gajillion hours setting up and preparing yes. for producers, directors, camera operators, audio, yes. lighting, and so on. Yes. So I'm sure it was meant, and it was just one final, one little comment from a passerby who said something to the effect of, uh, wouldn't it be nice if everyone could have your easy job or whatever? And I'm like, I can't. That, that I, was, you don't reach the tipping point very often. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when it happens, I'm like, whoa, something's going down with Spence. Yeah, it just, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, the, the average Joe for what you... You could say the same about you and me going into other professions. Absolutely. I don't claim to show up and change anyone's oil uh, <laughs> as a mechanic or whatever. Like, yes. There are a lot. Of, I really appreciate the sandwich artist uh, at Jimmy John's yesterday doing a nice job on my Beto. Like, it's all good. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, How, yeah. The, you the, feeling better? Uh, okay. Way better. Okay, okay, yes. good. Feeling way better. A lot but... of validation from people on Twitter, which was really nice. I got brought into some of that, which was uh, flattering as well. So yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Just don't. We, we appreciate. Do it. me a favor. Just don't show up when you meet me, or if you see me, just don't be like, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice if everyone <laughs> could have your cushy job?" Someone's <laughs> gonna yell at you from the football stands for sure. <laughs> your job's easy. <laughs> Indeed. No doubt. <laughs> Indeed. Oh. No, but it is easy. With that, so I didn't mean for that to pseudo trend late last night across <laughs> BYU. That's actually what's social, trending. Social That's all media. we wanted to say. We're going to break. Let's get to the other trending topics. All rise and shout. It is time for the real What's Trending. What's Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. It was easy to come up with this this morning. Indeed. <laughs> just everything just got put in place. All good. No, no creativity involved nope. at all. Nope. What, whatever. Yeah. BYU football just a few days away from the season opener against Sam Houston I've out of that. Conference USA. Their first year as an FBS Division I team. 
In fact, Jerem, uh, how many days are we now? Countdown to the Bearcats. Two days away. Hey, what are we doing tomorrow? Two when, uh, days away. When it's Steve. Typically, we've like shut off these like confetti cannons, but that was crazy messy. Just keep it clean. I feel like, like the confetti cannons were shot off from the transition that between was, June 30th and July 1st when BYU got into the Big 12 officially. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind that of the moment. Happened. That was that kind happened. of the moment for the off season, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, so we, we're no good. Confetti. We're, we're covered. There's no confetti this year for the game. But when you look at this matchup with Sam Houston, BYU mm -hmm. clear, heavy favorite, yep. twenty point favorite, pretty much a consensus according to most experts in the desert. I looked that up, but literally the BYU internet won't allow me so, to go to a gambling site. Jerem, <laughs> when you get to game night, yes. you're going in moments before kickoff, and you're envisioning a successful Saturday night I'm, at Lavelle I'm Edwards Stadium. to Kano's. Like, oh, yeah, and that's a great start to the night the for quiz. sure. See, that part's easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to work hard to get the there. Work's been put in. Yes. What would qualify as a successful Saturday for BYU football. I've got specifics, as I typically do. Uh, not always, but uh, on this one I do. BYU needs to cover. They need to win by 21. Okay. I would like BYU to get into the 40-plus range in points, 17 or fewer points. Yes. Run game, I would like to see a nice day of six-plus yards per carry. I want to see this O-line do what we think they can do. And Aiden Robbins, Deion Smith, LG Martin and company. Yards per pass, I want some explosiveness yes. quantified by nine or more yards per pass. Wow. Okay. I would like to see a made field goal, maybe two. Okay. And then clean procedure. What I mean by that is minimal, if any, false starts, offsides, uh, illegal uh, motion, you know, those kind of procedural penalties. I would like it to be pretty clean. Now, if BYU gets like four of these six, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I don't need all six, but that's kind of the goal walking in. I'm telling you, though, there's a lot of pressure on a coaching staff when you are a heavy favorite versus, say, the game where it's sort of a pick em or you are a heavy dog. Like, it is a uniquely, especially for the first game, for this defensive staff, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure yeah. on them to perform well and to show well. Yet, you don't want to show all your cards in game one. I've had a handful of people ask me, all right, what's the score going to be? What, what, what's good enough for BYU? Yeah. And I'm with you in the 40-point category. I think BYU needs to eclipse 40, probably at least 35. Like, I want to see BYU On score, the week some, of the blue score moon, some points. The Cougars in blue should do well, I right? That's like a celestial <laughs> sign. Manifestation. We believe in signs of the times. <laughs> I, I predict the score to be 41-17, straight up. 24-point win for BYU. 41-17, so I'm going on record with that. Look, look at what... Is that, is that what you put I'm down? I'm hoping for a 41-17 type win or better. You didn't, but you didn't say that. I almost kind of hate how closely <laughs> we think. On record, yes. at least with three different people from a few days ago, 41-17 is the score that I think needs to happen. Now, Both if, prime numbers? If BYU can win by more than 24, fantastic. Yeah. Just, win, just win by 20. Just, however you want to like, put That'd that out there. That'd be a push. There. Yeah. 31 to 10, 35, 14, 41, 17, whatever. Cover, but 20. Just, just win by 20. But it would be nice to see BYU hit 40 plus points in yeah. game one. Yeah. Secondly, Keaton Slovis, I would love to see him come out and just look sharp. And let's define sharp. Yeah. Not like what I expect for his entire season. 
I expect him to look particularly sharp against Sam Houston because he's got a point, a point to prove, and he wants to send a message. Yeah. And so I expect him to complete near 70% of his passes. Like I'm, looking, than I'm looking for like yeah. a 68 to 70% completion percentage. I'm looking for at least 250 yards, very efficient, and uh, he leads, I think, at least four or five touchdown drives. Yeah, I like it. So uh, if they kick a couple field goals and get to 41 after there's five touchdown drives led by Keaton Slovis, if he's then, doing we're, that, then we're at 41. His passer efficiency is going to be like 160 plus. 150 plus will be just fine. Yeah, and I don't, he doesn't need to throw touchdown passes, but I just want to see yeah, him be in control. Yeah, he does. He's going to throw at least two. At least two. At least two. At least if he two. If he throws zero or one, that's not enough. I'd love to see four. Yeah, and you talk like, about clean play three. like I've said forever – the three touchdowns to one interception ratio is something that I am hoping for Caden Slovis yep. all season long. So if he throws three or four touchdown passes and there's an interception right. in there but throws for 250 yards and completes 68% of his passes, BYU's going to win this game by 20-plus, and everyone's going to yeah. feel good leaving Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I'm okay with a pick. Just overcome that. Like, how are you going to respond to some adversity? Hopefully there's minimal adversity. I, I don't really want to see much adversity until Arkansas, but – if you do get some, maybe it's good because now you've seen a little bit yes. before you get to it against a better yeah. team. So we'll see. I just want to see energy. I mean, energy and precision. Those, I think those are the two words that I settled energy on. Energy and precision. Energy will be hard to quantify, but precision, yeah, we can quantify that. By the way, uh, the last time BYU quarterback threw for over 300 in a season opener, 2014. Oh, Jason interesting. Hill at UConn. Well, I was not a great you, UConn team. You were there. But this isn't a great Sam Houston team. Yeah, and uh, – yeah, what FBS version of Sam Houston? What, what are we going to get as a new FBS team? Is interesting. Topic two, which personnel matchup will have the greatest impact on Saturday's game? What do you think? I am most intrigued by Sam Houston's receivers. I think there's mm. talent there, but they're not a passing team. No. And I don't know that they're fully bought in on whoever their quarterback is going to be. I mean, you've right. named a starter, but like, right. I don't think they're like bought in. That was no. a battle that was going late into camp. And there was a lot of uncertainty there. So yeah. how much do they trust the quarterback that they roll out? And do they let it fly against BYU's defense? Like To beat BYU, yeah. I feel like Sam Houston is going to have to do something unorthodox. Mm. And maybe that is throwing it more than BYU may expect or more than we expect. And yeah. they just air it out and try some crazy things. They're run heavy. I expect BYU's run defense to do their part. And, but like that, that is so, – so in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to – be sneaky and trying to throw some more passes but ultimately like the logical standpoint here in my mind and the logical opinion is how does BYU's rush defense slow down what has typically been a run heavy offense if they can't get first downs Jerem yeah. and they can't it's and they over. keep giving the ball back to BYU then this is going to be a runaway in a hurry Yes, run away being the operative word there. I believe that it will be BYU's O-line versus the Sam Houston run defense. I think this offense is predicated on the O-line being able to establish the run. Like, uh, Keaton Slovis' best friend will be Aiden Robbins, also Isaac Rex. Yes. Um, but if BYU can go six yards per carry, I think that really creates – an opportunity for Keaton and this offense to be in second and five or shorter. Yeah, going back to your now successful you have, numbers, right? Six a, yards a carry. Yes, and let's look at, like, success rate. That is that you get 60% of the yardage needed for a first on first down, and then you trim that down. Like, you can quantify that number. And if BYU's, yeah, moving the chains and uh, obviously moving down the field and scoring points, that's great. It starts with the O-line. Because once you get into the Big 12, I'm not worried about 
running against Sam Houston and Southern Utah. I am worried about running against Cincinnati. Like I've said, hey, BYU is going to win that game for sure. The defensive line of Cincinnati is going to be one of the toughest tests BYU has all yeah. year. They might have the best D-line in the Big 12. Um, maybe Texas right after that. But it, if you can run against those teams, now we're talking about more than just winning six games, Spence. Now we're talking about a BYU team that can actually push into a space like an eight-win season where we're like, that was something. Because six wins will just be a minimal check, check mark for BYU. Yes. If they can run the rock with a running back like they've never had, Luke Staley and Taysom Hill as quarterback are not what Aiden Robbins is. I'm saying uniquely. I'm not saying Aiden's better than those guys, but I'm saying, hey, he is 6'3", 235. Like, BYU's never had a guy that tall, that big run in the rock, which will be fun to watch. And then maybe L.J. Martin's super effective and Deion Smith and so on and so forth. Maybe Miles Davis gets some run. We'll see. I'm excited to see that because if this, like Kingsley said, if this O-line does what we think it can do, what they recruited to, that opens up a lot of Keelan Marion down the field, a lot of Keanu Hill and Isaac Rex, and so on and so forth. Well, if Sam Houston can't get BYU off the field, that also <laughs> makes for a long night and a lopsided victory. I would love nothing more than just 0-1 Tulane offensive vibes. I didn't say defensive vibes. Yeah, offensive don't give up 35. Of just a ton of points where you're like, oh, that was great. And again, we'll overreact to whatever happens Saturday. And we will not underreact to anything. Because we will read into every little morsel, which is fun. Wouldn't it be fun to see All BYU? All we've seen is just the first couple of pages of sure. this book. Wouldn't it be fun to see BYU open up the season kind of like they did against USF last year, where like you blink and it's twenty-one to nothing. It was thirty-five. We're like, whoa, it's thirty-five yeah. nothing. Defense like, doesn't pick six before halftime. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes, that'd be great. There is some real urgency here, and I could tell from the way that Kalani Satake answered the question. When we asked him about the first two games during our season preview show, which is how do you utilize these first two games to get ready for 10 power fives? And immediately he was like, no, we have to prepare for 12 power fives. I'm trying to get my guys in the right mindset that every game we need to prepare like it is a power five opponent. There's urgency and, frankly, pressure there. There is pressure on BYU to show up and show up well and to dominate in this game. Because they're a Power 5 team. Yes. It's not. It's their first chance to make a statement as a Power 5 team. It's the same as it was as an independent. Absolutely. So both teams have some newness in this game, yes. which is interesting. There's real pressure and urgency. How does BYU handle that and respond? I said energy, right? And you're like, it's hard to quantify. Mostly, I'm just like, can they feed out the energy of the crowd? Because the crowd's going to bring it. I think it's going to be a great crowd. The crowd is going think, to bring it. I think every crowd from here on out is going to be awesome. Yeah. Especially this year. Like, obviously, you can get on a negative momentum roll. But I think Cougar fans are so stoked to be in the Big 12. Yes. There's no way this year there's a weird energy uh, game. Unless uh, crap hits the fan and BYU can't stop anybody on defense or score. But I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I can't. I think the energy is going to be great. Can BYU use, can they be precise? Can they use precision with the urgency and pressure that they innately feel because they're supposed to dominate this game? Yep. Like, yes. Can we just play already? There's a sense of urgency. It's going to be Saturday. Let's go. No, I want one more day of lead up. (laughs) Okay. It's true. We do have some things to do. Our question of the day. And this is based on something that we saw happen in a football stadium last night. Oh, my gosh. In Lincoln, Nebraska. Amazing. This was unbelievable. This was such a cool and huge step forward for women's athletics, not just in Nebraska, but really countrywide. Worldwide, Spence. It was was incredible. 92,003 people packed Memorial Stadium. We know the stadium. 
uh, for Nebraska and Omaha women's volleyball. And it was the world record, not just for volleyball, but for any women's sporting event ever. There were more people ever. in that stadium to watch that match last night than there were so to cool. watch Brandy Chastain and the United States women's soccer team win the 1999 Women's World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, put that it, in perspective. It's insane. Jalen Reyes, who used to play for BYU, assistant coach for the men, he is a Nebraska assistant. He was there, obviously, with the Cornhuskers, which is so Saw cool. Saw him on ESPN's highlights, so standing cool. next to the head coach, and I was like, there's, there's our yeah. guy Jalen. John Cook. Yeah. yeah, super cool. So with that in mind, which sport or sports outside of football would you like to watch inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Tyson Peterson answers on Facebook, after tonight's win – the number one ranked women's soccer team will be a must-see on the big stage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That would be wild. That would be wild. It a is rallying too slow cry. for actual soccer, but that would be fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the tough thing. Is like it's got a drain, like yes. the, the way that the field is shaped. So I'm not it's, sure. It's gra It's grass, so it's not like. Yeah. 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 The drainage is unique. We're not going to talk about realistic things here. That's just the idea is fun. At Kramer underscore Holly on Twitter answers. BYU Women's Soccer in Lavelle Edwards yep. Stadium. Women's Volleyball in the Marriott Center. I, I, I don't BYU, know. BYU Men's Volleyball has done this before. Well, they played in the I, I don't Center. know about the Marriott Center. The Smithfield House, like if you're going to play indoors, just stay in the Smithfield House. If you yeah. do something special, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, we're just thinking. Okay. Yeah, just thinking big. You know, last night the impossible became possible. Yes. Um, which, is, which is incredible. So let's go. Okay, BYU football returns in two days. Ah, oh, we've waited so long. Get ready for it through BYU Sports Station game day, Saturday at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Uh, reports from, uh, you know, outside the stadium, Spencer inside the stadium. Two hours worth. It's going to be awesome. Check it out starting at 8 Eastern yes. Saturday. We'll have all, time, all sorts of time to talk about the energy that we expect to feel in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Oh. All right, up next, remind me. How many top 10 BYU teams are there on campus right now? Because we just added a few more. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by the Tim Daly Auto Group, Serving Utah since 1968. Follow BYU Sports Station on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Threads. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. Let's roll out today's headlines presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU football two days away from the season opener against Sam Houston on Saturday. Cougar offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says he's looking forward to the challenge. I expect us to play well. We are playing against a good defense, though. These guys are very disruptive, and so there's a chance they could, with all the all the disruption they do on defense, there could be some plays that don't go our way, and we're going to have to stick together. And, and that that's I'm interested to see how we do that. It's, we've got so many new players. I want to see how we handle adversity when we have a bad play or even a bad series. All right, number seven BYU women's soccer hosts number one ranked UCLA tonight at Southfield. Come on now, this is awesome. Top 10 matchup. First time BYU has hosted a number one ranked team at Southfield since 2018. 
when they welcomed Stanford. You can watch the game on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus beginning at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll chat or chat with Ellie Walbrook and Brecken Mazingo, a couple of former UCLA players that have made their way to the right side of BYU. Later in the show to preview the game. Number nine, women's volleyball swept LMU, led by Aaron Livingston's 12 kills, career high three aces. The home opener featured stellar play from transfer libero Kamile Hiapo, who made some incredible plays like this one. Bauer blocked. Bauer quick to Pryor block. Look at Hiapo keep that alive. Three ball. Nearly went down. Borstra got it. Bauer, Hiapo again. Is that shoulder okay? It looks okay. Tip from Harper. Long rally. Hiapo. Eden Bauer. Yeah! What a play! It was, it was wild, man. What good, a rally. Good juice, good rally. BYU plays McNeese tonight, whose athletic director is former Cougar men's hoops assistant coach Keith Schroyer. How about that? Tonight at 10 Eastern, both games, soccer and volleyball, 10 Eastern. Pack them both, watch them both on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Shout out to Heath and Nickelback. <laughs> he loves Nickelback, come on. All right, uh, so yeah, soccer, volleyball, both ranked in the top 10. I like that. Let's go ahead and add cross country to that because the cross country preseason rankings are out for all to see. The BYU men's team number three in the preseason USTF CCCA poll. The women's team ranked number seven. So both the men's and women's teams are the second highest ranked Big 12 squads behind only Oklahoma State. BYU now has, count them, one, two, three, four teams on campus currently ranked in their respective top 10. You like that. As mentioned yesterday at the end of the show, the Packers claimed Zane Anderson off waivers, bringing the number of former Cougars on 53-man rosters to 15. Congrats to Zane. Also, James Empey signed to the Packers practice squad. Matt Bushman signed to the Chiefs practice squad. So with Tomasi Laulule making the Broncos 53-man roster, does that take it to 16 now? Wait, Tomasi made the Broncos 53? Yes. yes. What? Indeed. Wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. great. Okay. Fact, fact check me on that, but I believe that is accurate. If so, that's 16. BYU players that'd, that'd be on 53-man rosters. The Royal Blue Collective, big into name image likeness, announced yesterday they have launched a mentorship program that financially and academically supports all 123 players on the BYU football roster. So the Royal Blue Collective stepping in to do some great things to support not just uh, the walk-ons, but every single player on BYU football's roster. Very cool. And the news is, yeah, it wasn't just a handful of the main guys. It's everybody Super at cool. different levels, which is awesome. It's, fa it's fantastic. All right, those are today's headlines. Now let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partners. Time to offer some opinions. Nebraska women's volleyball sold out Memorial Stadium with over 92,000 fans in attendance, the most ever for a women's sporting event in the world. How important and special was that moment last night? I think it's hard to quantify just how important it was. It just kind of gave us a, a first look at what could potentially happen in the future for women's sports in the United States and worldwide. It's happening. We saw it at the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. We've seen it in Europe with women's soccer. We're seeing it in the United States with this volleyball match. We're seeing it with Women's volleyball as well as it continues to grow. Last year, the NCAA record was set. Nebraska involved, I believe, versus Wisconsin. BYU's always been a great supporter of women's athletics as well, um, selling out the Smithfield House and Southfield. Uh, women's basketball needs a little more love at this institution, in my opinion. This is awesome because 
the women have always deserved it as much as the men, and now they are getting it, which is great. All you have to do is just try and give it a chance, and like us, you will enjoy uh, some sports. Like, I came to view, I didn't know anything about gymnastics. I really enjoy Incredible. gymnastics. Yes. Women's soccer and women's volleyball are some of our two favorites, and they are going to pack the house tonight with all those freshmen. It's going to be so fun. This is a, a pivotal moment in the United States women's sports history. Yes. And world sports history. Yes. And even women's basketball. And they played for that West Coast Conference Championship against Gonzaga. Yes. And it was a Marriott Center record that for was women's awesome. basketball game. That was awesome. We've that was seen fantastic. these moments. And yeah. BYU supports the women's sports in an incredible way. And they are amazing people who happen to be good at sports. Indeed. I love that. All right. Uh, yeah, we just mentioned all four teams that are ranked in the top 10 now with cross-country squads getting involved. Yep. Jeremy, how long do you think this is going to last that at least four teams are in their respective top 10s? It's it's going for another couple weeks uh, because BYU is taking down UCLA tonight. Let's go. Cross-country is going to – that's a preseason poll. They'll stay in it. Women's volleyball is going to win through the weekend. So, uh, yeah, we're going to keep at this going. At least a few more we're weeks. We're going to keep this going. Well into mid-September, and well, then we'll see. It might last a while. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not saying no. Well, it could be no last August. We just need two wins tonight. No pressure, women's soccer. But I would love that. They're gonna get it done. Women's volleyball got a top five win last week. Women's soccer is doing it this week. Yeah, I know people say, well, Stanford came five years ago. Different Stanford team, different BYU squad. This BYU, BYU is BYU is better. More ready yes. for this moment. Yes. Yeah, more prepared. Absolutely. Last but not least, are you a Florida Gator fan tonight? I wouldn't call myself a fan, per se, <laughs> Jerome. Are you doing KSL tonight? Because it's not. <laughs> I am not. I am not. Then you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, again, we will have multiple opportunities at the volleyball yes, match tonight. Yes. There will be dual meaning at set point. <laughs> it won't just be for BYU women's volleyball. It will also be the gator jump. <laughs> I wish USC was playing too, so you just could you could leverage the <laughs> UCLA thing too. Yeah, this is hey, there's Ace Man. Let's go. Yeah, it should be fun. Utah plays Florida football tonight. Uh, looking forward to that compelling matchup on a Thursday. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I. Listen. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching soccer Typically, and the Utah Florida game while I call the volleyball match. Yeah, so there you go. this is the new day and age <laughs> which we live in with technology. Uh, typically, I root for the team that wears blue, Jerem. Typically, and uh, get Florida wears blue. Typically, not always. Florida typically. wears blue. Okay, watch number nine women's volleyball tonight. Take on McNeese, 10 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. 4-0, trying to make it 5-0. Up next, we mentioned it, they are former UCLA Bruins, now at BYU. Women's soccer stars Ellie Walbrook and Brecken Mazingo live in Studio B. What does tonight's matchup mean to them? Outside of it just being a top 10 showdown, this is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. It's going to be the first BYU career goal for Ellie Walbrook. Mozingo, Mozingo scores again! Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B on a game night or a ball night a ball night it's huge spence i've been i like when the women's soccer schedule came out this was a big fat circle uh, yeah the biggest circle for me at least absolutely the defending national champs in the house and they're Kidding still me? ranked number one ucla visits southfield tonight first number one at southfield in five years and to help us break down the matchup are two former ucla players 
who have transferred to BYU and Ellie Walbrook and Brecken Mazingo. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation up, on just a super exciting day for BYU women's soccer. Oh, yeah. How do you handle the emotions of a game like this? We'll get into the dynamic of you transferring, but like just just preparing for number one. Ellie, what's that like for you emotionally? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's I know all the girls on the team, and I know Brecken knows only like a few left, right? But I was with them last year. We won a national t tournament, and it would, it's awesome, and it's awesome to have them back at Southfield at my new home. So is it weird? Is it fun? Is it – what are the emotions like? Mixed emotions, yeah. but I think mostly I'm super excited um, to have them here and to show them the incredible atmosphere that Southfield has because I know it's different at their home because they don't really have that. Um, but we have amazing fans, and they're going to feel that tonight for sure. Brecken, you've played in a lot of high-pressure games, right? Like, yeah. But yeah. Have, you, have you encountered one like this as a former UCLA player and their number one on your home field? It's like a little personal, right? It, it is a little bit personal, but like she said, like I don't have a ton of like teammates or friends on that team anymore because I feel like a whole gener new generation is like coming to play. Um, this being my fifth year and most of my like class within UCLA all graduated or transferred to have grad years at different schools. But honestly, like even – like, regardless, having the number one team here at Southfield is just an awesome feeling. It's great that they even came to Southfield and said, you know what, yeah, like, instead of having us come over to, you know, L.A., they're coming here to Provo, which is awesome. Because you played them in the spring a couple years ago, I want to say, or yeah. something, right? And that, that game was nerve-wracking for me. If you would have had me on here, like, two years ago, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly, like, really nervous. Like, <laughs> the same coaching staff, all my friends are on there, but... Now it's more like, okay, we're playing the number one team. Obviously, I did transfer from there, but it's a great opportunity to play a great competition. We'd be stoked if you were unranked, but you're number seven. Yeah. Like, BYU's really good. You're super senior heavy, a lot of reinforcements as well, like yourself, Ellie, mm -hmm. and Ali Fryer and, and uh, you know, Aaron Bailey and so on that are young with this team. How are you feeling about this group, Ellie, and what you guys could do tonight, which is pull off a, technically an upset, but, hey, at home it's – Hard to beat BYU. Yeah. We have a lot of leaders on this team like Brecken, um, Liv Wade, our whole senior class. They have really helped the younger class just prepare for this match. Um, obviously, it's a number one team, but has helped prepare for the earlier ones we have played too. So we're super excited to play, and we have great leaders on this team and a super depth. So we're, we're ready. How much have you been – I guess, asked for advice as <laughs> to how UCLA plays yeah. and what they do and personnel. Like, have you been heavily involved in coaches' preparation and, and meetings and whatnot? I mean, yeah, I think so. We did scout yesterday, and it was super, like, crazy to see, like, I know all those girls. I know what their weaknesses are. I know what their strengths are. So, I mean, we kind of have the upper hand because I know all of them. But, yeah, I mean, Izzy came to me after practice yesterday and was like, tell me about their forwards. And I was like, okay, Izzy, this is what they're not good at. This is what they're good at. You got it. But, yeah, I think I've had a lot of help. Brecken, how are you feeling about this group this year? Because this is a battle-tested group that's two years ago was in the national championship game and last year went to the Sweet 16 and took down Stanford. Like Spencer said, you've been in a lot of these type of games. How are you approaching this one in particular? Um, well, I mean, obviously you have to pay them respect. They're the number one team in the country, mm -hmm. and they did all that they did last year. And that's something that you can't, like, just disregard. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, on the mental standpoint and mental strength, like, you got to just calm yourself and say, hey, this is just another match. Even though they're number one, yeah, you have to give them respect that they're going to be a good team. They're going to be athletic, and they're going to have 
very technical, savvy players. But at the end of the day, you just got to show up and play to your best ability mm -hmm. and bring the talents you have and just be you, be you on the field. What does BYU do best at this point? If you had to pinpoint one tactic or one skill or just one advantage that BYU has against most teams, what, what does BYU do best right now? Both of you can answer it. Yeah. Brecken, we'll start with you. Um, we always pride ourselves on our press. Mm -hmm. That's something that our coaches ingrain in our heads. Like, you guys are so good at the press. We got to make sure that that's one of our strengths going throughout all the season. Yeah. Obviously, we'll have a starting point, but hopefully by the end of the season, we'll be, you know, top notch with that. But I think that would be our greatest strength. I think another one is we're all on the, everyone on the team are goal scorers. I mean, we have our front line, our midfielders, but also our back line. We like to score goals. And I think we outscore our opponents a lot of the time, and we strive, we strive ourselves on that, is scoring. And we will find opportunities tonight, and we will put them in the back of the net. You don't have to ask, uh, you know, Leveni and Izzy to get involved. They're like, please, <laughs> they, I will come up and to. fire a rocket <laughs> if needs be. You mentioned the scouting report. Um, give us a sense of uh, what are, some of the strengths are for UCLA that yeah. has uh, your attention. I think one of their main strengths is their back line. They are super experienced. Um, they have national team players, obviously, all on the back line. Um, so I think just super something super imp important for us tonight is to create our opportunities behind the back line and finish them when, once we get them. Yeah, Brecken, I mean, you've offered some insight into this as, as well. But, like, when you are preparing not just for, like, a team, but knowing, like, you're going to go one-on-one -on -one with certain athletes. Like, how much preparation goes into who you're anticipating you will match up with in, on an individual basis? Um, like, kind of just preparing myself mentally to go against one girl, like, the whole game. Yeah, like, do you, do you anticipate that you're going to be marked by one or two people? And, like, do, does that change how you prepare for a certain game? Um, not, like, when I was younger, like, maybe yes. But in college, I'm just, like, everyone's going to be good. I don't, yeah. like... I don't like consider myself like a Kayla Coolahan type of girl, like to just show up and be like, okay, I'm gonna be mad mark this game, you know? I just kind of show up and I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens, and I'm just gonna do my best regardless. And I feel like some teams, like I've felt that, like being man marked, or, you know, we've had multiple girls actually on this team, whether through the last few years or this year, who has experienced that as well. Mm. But mentally, like I just prepare myself to um, just, do my best, you know? That's all you can do at the end of the day. Hmm. Well, good luck tonight. Let's give you all the BYU Sports Nation karma we can offer you. Yes. Because it's going to be a ton of fun, and the crowd's going to be nuts. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those oh, yeah. nights. You Reckon feel you've it? Seen it. Do you, do you feel it. the crowd when it's like this? Yeah. yeah. We played USC two years ago, and yep. we had the whole student body, like, basically come, and it was amazing. We had an upset there, yeah, too. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. A, a team from LA came and lost at oh, Southfield. That's, that's, that's what we hope for weird. again. It's what we hope for again. Well, thanks for coming in. Good luck tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And you can watch it on uh, Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus, 10 Eastern Time. Number one UCLA, number seven BYU. One of the biggest regular season matches ever at Southfield tonight. Let's go, baby. We've already had some people say that they'd like to see BYU women's soccer play an epic match in front of 60,000 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Sounds what, good to me. What other sports would you like to see host an event outside of football in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Oh, yeah. That's Sea of Blue. We what if they that. did a concert we need that at Southfield. around July 4th? Like, that'd be cool, right? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well. If you haven't already, answer our question of the day because these people have. Which sport or sports outside of football would you like to watch inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium at Jonathan Hoke on X says, Big 12 basketball at Lavelle Edwards Stadium would be incredible, especially if it were against a powerhouse like Kansas. Tom February 3rd on a Wednesday night. <laughs> no, I feel you, Jonathan. Yeah. It just, yeah, when, when there's no weather. Yeah, he said, Tom Homo, let's a add roof. a roof to the yeah, stadium yeah, exactly. and make it happen. Well, that we do have one. It's called the Merit Center. But, um, yeah, that, that, would be, <laughs> that would be fun. Well, if you could do a non-conference game, like Gonzaga, Michigan State on the aircraft carrier. Sure. Kind of thing. Like, it'd be fun to have a BYU game like that at some point. Yeah, or, or maybe maybe BYU plays uh, a basketball game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Totally. Um, the Suns played an exhibition at what? Indian Wells? Indian Wells Tennis Garden. Yeah, there have yes. been, been basketball games there before. Outside so. bounds, super cool for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Maria Garcia, FTW on X, says, give me women's soccer matchup against UCLA tonight in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The that weather would have been good enough, yeah. Oh, man. August, September, you can do it. Top 10 matchup. With can you imagine weather? you're like doing a basketball game, then it rains. It's like, <laughs> uh, what are we doing now? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Sam Lentz, who chimes in on Facebook as well. Anytime Cosmo is there, it's a gymnastics venue. Essentially, I, which uh, I agree. Okay. Cosmo in, in turns a way, it in. He turns Lavelle Stadium into a gymnastics meet of sorts. BYU and Sam Houston gymnastics coming up this Saturday <laughs> night in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That's funny. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To Nebraska yes. uh, and its fans for, for packing Memorial Stadium for a women's volleyball match, 92,003, the most for any women's sporting event in the history of the world. That was this, unbelievable. Or any other planet that we know about. Amazing. Amazing! I love images it. Images and just the solidarity. Hey, that's where Mitch Matthews comes That's an incredible sports community in Lincoln, Nebraska, for sure. Uh, our thanks to today's guests, Kingsley Sulamataia, Ellie Walbrook, and Brecken Mazingo. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. We're Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Alicia Kramer-Rose. We know she'll be watching tonight. See you tonight for volleyball and soccer on ESPN+. Plus. Go Cougs!